Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to Mid-Flight Brawl. This week, once again, we are brought to you thanks to our ripping mates over at Heaps Normal. Heaps Normal, of course, delicious, non-alcoholic, independent beer. Get them in ya. Yes. Go to heapsnormal.com and use duty-free at checkout for free shipping around Australia. Man, I just had one before 10 a.m. on a flying fox at a kid's park, so didn't <laughs> spill a drop. It's more about my skill than it is about the low alcohol, but after six. They can claim a lot of things like uh, best low or non-alcohol beer uh, in Australia at the World Beer Awards for its quiet XPA, but it cannot claim that it will fucking stay in a can on a flying fox. That is all the work of one Luke Hedgie. Yes. <laughs> so get there, heapsnormal.com. Get around them. They're fucking great and they help keep the lights on at MFB HQ. Enjoy the episode. Hey, I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Hedgie. Throughout human history, there have been countless scuffles, melees, and fracasses. When planes were invented, we didn't magically just stop belting the shit out of each other. So ladies and gentlemen, strap in, kick your shoes off, recline your seat without checking, drink your duty-free, and start staring aggressively at strangers. This is Mid-Flight Brawl. Mid-Air Madness, passengers trading blows. Mid-Air Brawl on board a scoot flight from the Gulf Coast. At LAX. Thrown off a flight from Bali. A disruptive passenger on board. Cussing, screaming, spitting, even urinating. Many of them have been captured on cell phones. Where's the lady that's not in the I hope this crashes. Out the fucking door! Welcome to Midfly Brawl. Any tip rack can fly now, and here's what happens when they do. I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. How is Jeffrey thing this week? Mate, mate, I'm good. I am I'm good except for one small thing. I do uh I've got my ankle all wrapped up. Oh, do you? Poor little fella. What happened? I thought I snapped it. I was throwing a ball at a park with a mate. Um I think that's fine. I'm not sure about all the rules. Uh, we're just chucking a gridiron ball to one another, and uh, I caught it, went to take off, turned around, and didn't see the small uh, divot in the ground behind me. Wooshka. Oh. Big. Sounded like a snap, like a big tree branch cracking. Yeah. And uh, I thought, fuck, I'm in trouble. Apparently I went pale. thought I was going to vomit. Uh, my mate heard the snap from about 20, 30 metres away. Wasn't him clapping. <laughs> no, just a one. <laughs> That'd be hurtful. Just a one, not a slow clap, just a one clap. Yeah, it's, this is how it starts, so mate. Like it's not so much your age as the fatherhood. You just got to lop off all the things that are going to fucking hurt you. Throwing a ball, unfortunately, is up there now. Frisbee's gone. Trampolining gone. What do you mean? Just do your back or something? Yeah, it's got to ditch all the things that could hurt you. But tra- trampolining, I never enjoyed anyway. Terrible sport. Even when my bones were bendy. Yeah, fucking dumb. I knew it was dumb when I was seven. Okay, the the risk reward here is if you if you're the best at it, you can go to the Olympics for trampolining. Oh, yeah, on your own dime. We um <laughs> we had one briefly when I was a kid. I can't remember. I think we must have found it or something, but it was actually opaque, like you couldn't see through it at all. Like it was that thick the thing, 
What, the trampoline? And, uh, yeah. Wow. It got all moldy, but we'd still get under it and, like, put your head up so you're like a bump and then pull your head down before your brother jumped on it. That was Jesus. the big game. But every now and yeah. then you just leave it up there too long. Yeah. Crack. <laughs> Again, bendy. Yeah, well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't attempt that now. Oh no! Don't worry about my strapped ankle. Yeah, because I went. I I had to go and get it. I got X-rays on it. Went to the doctor. She was just wrapped Jeez. to see someone not with a fever. Yeah. Um. Went and got it X-rayed and uh, nothing. Turns out I'm just soft. So it's a bit of good old fashioned hypochondria. Mm, that's the one. I still want to know what that fucking crack sound was. Maybe a bit of self chiropractic. That's what I'm. <laughs> Did it come from down there? Or was oh just yeah. Back? Man, oh, okay. down there. Because you hear that snap when the when the Achilles goes. There's a snap. Yeah. No, nah, but it wasn't. I've, I've, heard, I've heard of that. I've heard that sound before playing footy. It happened to a mate. This was like a like a like a branch snap. I don't know. I've heard that pop of the Achilles. Mm. Um, this was a this was a big crunch. But nothing showed up on the X-ray. Didn't get it. They said, "Do you want an ultrasound?" I said, "What am I fucking pregnant?" I walked yeah. out of there. Makes you think, doesn't it? I, uh, <laughs> what's an ultrasound do that an X-ray can't for your bones? Like Maybe, what's that? No, nothing. Ultrasounds for muscles or something. Looks at ligament damage. Ah, uh, whatever. And then what? What does it do? I don't know. Tell you if you've torn a ligament. And then? It's like saying you've got a broken toe. Let's X-ray your toe. What are you going to do if it's broken? <laughs> nothing. Sticky tape it to the next one. Walk off. <laughs> yeah, that's. I've just got this strapped and... At the start, my wife, uh, Luch, is like, mate, you've just got to lay on the couch and rest up. And Because the the best thing was it wasn't me drunk at a pub trying to do some UFC to some mates in between fights. Um, it was at a picnic that she forced me to attend, so pretty ah, much her fault. There you go. Do you do reenactments um, in between the UFC fights at the pub? Probably. Wouldn't remember. Like a bunch of like a bunch of kids who just got a wicket or something. You have to reenact the whole thing. <laughs> Try to do the slow motion. Yeah, a bunch of seven-year-olds that have just come out of a Marvel film. Yeah. You know, someone's Thor, someone. <laughs> Everyone it's wants to be the It's about the same. Hero. That's a remarkably similar concept, <laughs> except they're grown men. <laughs> but uh, besides that, mate, that's it. That's the most interesting thing that is happening here. Although I do want to say, though, it, uh, we're recording this, the intro, on a Tuesday. It is Tuesday the 28th of September, and I just want to check have Victoria done it? Have we pulled off the unimaginable? What are the numbers? Oh, and they what? Have 863. What was it in Vic? 867. Fogger. Yes. Yeah. Got us doing a good job again. Go, Melbourne. Man, a few months ago, you guys are racking 14, 1500. Victoria's on zero. And you probably thought, we're the best at this. Well, need I remind you that down here, we're all in this together. And that includes beating oh, and just. contracting the virus. Yeah, I'll be um I'll be sending some cute pictures down very soon. It's about time for that. I saw the worst ever one today. I put it on the uh, mid-flight brawl stories. I don't know if you saw. No. I don't know if you're keeping up with your favourite thing, the ABC News blog. No. Uh, somebody wrote, for those sad in Melbourne today, let's just imagine taking our two vaccine doses out for some shopping, clueless style and an espresso and pastry in the city when this thing simmers down. Don't get depresso. Dream of espresso from depresso espresso. And they've spelt espresso three times. That's not oh, me. I was just going to ask some sort that. of hopper's accent. No, no, no. I say espresso. I'm not a fucking idiot. They've got an X in it. 
Yeah, three times it's got an X in it. Fuck me. That's got to be a joke from Clueless, surely. I haven't seen it. I don't know, Matt. It's Clueless, a blogger. like a- No, no, no. Clueless, that film with Alicia Silverstone from maybe 95. Yeah, but the person, the ABC employee, our employee, no less, has written mm-hmm. that down. Uh, a journalist. Yep. They've put it. Yeah, hold on. Clueless espresso movie. Hold on. Surely it's a joke. Surely. What? I don't think so. Do you reckon somebody's just written espresso three times? Well, it doesn't sound funny enough to be a joke. Oh, no. I just I don't get it. <laughs> you're also is. assuming that the ABC live blog is filled with hilarious gags and you're shocked what? that that one somehow hasn't made the cut. Jesus Christ. <laughs> made the cut. That's, that should be sackable, <laughs> Ernest. That's unbelievable. <laughs> Fucking hell. That's your job, journalism, being able to write. Mm. Yuck. Makes you think, anyway. doesn't it? We better boot on, mate, now that we're nice and angry. So that's what I'm dreaming of. Despresso, espresso. Oh. Let's get into the ep. Fuck it. Yep. All right. This week we're looking at Christina Selly, 35-year-old from Woodside, Queens, NYC. Oh, yeah. Or New York, rather. Not in. Is, is Queens in New York City? It's one of the boroughs in it, of New York City. Yeah, it's one of the boroughs. New York, New York. Oh, right. Yeah, well, I mean, a couple of bloody notable alumni from Queens, including Francis Ford Coppola, oh, yeah. Ed Burns and James Kahn, actors, but uh, none more relevant, I would think, than the actual king of Queens, <laughs> Paul Blart, Mall Cop, too. Um, testament that you can do anything you want. <laughs> Anyone can be an actor. He's probably singularly responsible for tens of thousands of young wannabe actors thinking, oh, I can do that. And better. But, Mate, well, uh, yes, he, you can. His mate, uh, Vince Vaughan. I, um, have you ever done one of these, you know, where you go to a like an acting casting agency thing? Did you ever do this? Where the, no. <laughs> this must have been 12 years ago. Like, all right, I'll give it a go. They said what you need to do if you want to, because there was a bunch of comedies being made. They said pick, like just pick a bit of a script from any film, come and perform it. And then that'll be your little video that we can send out, your little reel. Onto Star Now. <laughs> well, I hope not. But uh, I, I picked a Vince Vaughn scene from Wedding Crashes. Oh. And I said, yep. <laughs> because he can't act, neither can I. Here's Vince Vaughn from Wedding Crashes. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> <laughs> and yet there he is. But, um, I mean, you can. Anyone can do it. But good luck having all the contacts and the hustle to get there. I don't know Paul Blart. More cop to personally, <laughs> obviously, but some of his best work, of course, is on King of Queens. Funny thing happened to me the other day at work. <laughs> Not a fan of a laugh track, a laugh track, Eggy. That's a live audience. It's just so funny. He gets a laugh from a joke. I assume. That's just to me not that funny. <laughs> have you seen, have you seen the Big Bang Theory? Well, you would have. It's your favorite show. But have you seen the Big time. Bang Theory with the laugh track removed? That's the only clip of the Big Bang Theory I've ever seen. Well, here it is, and it's great. Ah, nothing makes beer taste better than cool, clear Rocky Mountain spring water. Where are the Rocky Mountains anyway? Philadelphia. Really, I thought they were out west someplace. Think about it, Raj. Where did the movie Rocky take place? Philadelphia. Okay, now I get it. 
they must they must play that to the actors while they're acting. You've got to be the best actor in the world to do that script with no reaction to it. That's insane. I think quite the opposite. It gives you an extra three seconds to remember your line. I remember the great Ron with two ends, Moss, saying he has to, from the bold and the beautiful, mm-hmm. you've got to say your line and just hold the pose for ages because they have the music and shit mm. and the, you know, the the crescendo of what's going to happen next. They just have to go, I love you very much, and then just stand there for fucking 10 seconds mm. like arseholes. That must be the same for Big Bang. Well, we're recording this episode on Zoom and it can be quite similar. Yeah. <laughs> Say something. There's it a long pause. Work. You go, yeah. fuck, I hope there's laughs coming. Now here he is. The internet yeah. was slow. Thank fuck. Yeah, there is that. And uh, shout out to Rad for doing such a bang-up job because it's not fucking easy. But uh, King of Queens, one of the worst shows I've ever seen. And yeah. even I've seen an ep, an entire one. What about this scene, though? How you feel right there, Chief? That was a waiter farting in front of Paul Blart Morcop's two family. Yeah. Was it a whoopee cushion or something? Or he just got him. <laughs> Good fart. Just, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Um, anyway, this week, Christina from Queens, uh, she's on JetBlue Flight 643. Uh, if you can cast your mind back to June 17, 2008. Beijing Olympics. Oh, yeah. Still knocks. Yeah. Um, New York to San Francisco. She's on uh, JetBlue. They're making a genuine case for themselves lately here at MFB HQ to make themselves into a Hall of Fame material, not unlike um, United Airlines. Haven't done enough yet, but they'll get there. What should we do? Should we set up a little board, like a leaderboard for the cities, people, the type of booze, and the airline? Yeah, we'd have to go back through the annals. Bit of a job, but uh, yeah, I'd, I'd be up for that. Yeah, that'd be good. Bingo board, you could hit it all. Or if there's a listener that's been uh, vaccinated too much, if you get my drift, just let us know. Yes. I'll remember. <laughs> they probably already got it. Just send it through, will you? <laughs> Want to have a look? Um, Christina, though, she's settled into her seat and knocked off not one. Not two, but three vodka tonics uh, on the six-hour, 25-minute flight. And this, of course, has caused her to get up and use the toot and uh, <laughs> had to stand in a queue for that. I hate that myself. Oh, have you ever heard the – so Virgin Australia, when uh, pre-COVID, of course, when you could just fly to Bali, they wouldn't have the wide-body – aircraft like their 777 or the A330s wouldn't fly there. They'd just fly your regular 737, mm. like your stock standard Melbourne-Sydney plane. Yeah. They'd fly that Melbourne to Bali. You know, there's just the two toilets at the back, one at the front, oh. and people drinking like they were on their way to Bali. Yeah. And sometimes I've heard flight attendants go, the line is back sort of past the emergency road. Yeah. <laughs> Just you'd just tell people to use empty bottles at their seats, wouldn't you? That'd take the blokes out of the equation. <laughs> to mistake and on those sort of flights, getting up the up the back, the seat. Oh. Bad news. What row thirty on a Bali bound seven three seven? Yeah, you just got asses right next to your face the whole fucking time mm. if you're in the aisle. Bad bad time. Closer to the toilet though, and the drinks. 
I reckon they'd feel bad for you. So you could sort of just pop your arm out around the side. Are you reckon? You know, <laughs> between two people waiting for the toilet, just squeeze the arm through, and they just hand you one straight from the straight from the cabinet, oh, yeah. <laughs> from the cart. Thank you. Oh man, can't um, wait to get maggot on a plane. <laughs> so, Christina, obviously, she had to get up. I, I hate like a queue. I just wait. Or just wait till the queue's died down. Or like you can't sometimes if there's going to be a long one. But um, also just get people to move their meals so you get up before before the meals are. That's one of the hotspot times. Once meals are cleared, everyone's up and out of the seat. Yeah. Do it before that. Just tell a stranger to hold your scraps. That's why you said you haven't been vaccinated yet. You're waiting for all the hoopla to die down. Yeah. So you can just walk in. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> walk in with my hands in the air saying, I told you so. I'm all right, Jack. Um, so she's standing in the queue for the head when a nosy FA walks past and notices Christina has a pack of darts and a lighter in her hands. And uh, reminiscent of last week, might I say, it certainly is ladies' month here at MFB. Um, punch her through the glass ceiling and do some grubby shit on planes. How many, how many hours in do you reckon... This was that she was standing in the queue for the toot. Oh, please tell me. Is it three? Yep. Three, oh, it's the magic number. Yeah, it is. It's the magic number. Somewhere in that ancient mystic trinity, you'll get three. It's the magic number. Um, oh, that is no good. Yeah. Standing for three hours for the toilet on a plane. No, it's three hours in that she's in the queue. She oh, hasn't been sorry. in sorry, the queue I for three hours. Sorry, I thought you said she was sorry. <laughs> Either way, it's bad. Three on a plane, no good. No one stood for three hours in a queue for a toilet ever. <laughs> That's not, not going to work out. You don't know three hours in advance. <laughs> um, they confiscate the darts and the lighter and they – they let her go and split the whisker and then send her back to her seat. So gets back to her seat, right? <laughs> and she gets her gets a packet of fags back. Yep. And uh promptly lights one up <laughs> right there in a seat. Yeah. <laughs> Just like Don Logan. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta whisper that. If you're punching a dart on a plane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If um, oh, you got fags and lighter in your hands, it's actually the code word that the flight attendants t- tell the pilot on the little phone. Yeah, okay, yeah, we know what's happened. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's punching a dart on board. If you've got fags and lighter in your hands, wait for the toilet and just start smoking in your seat instead. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, even if you've got them, it doesn't mean you're going to use them. Well, if you're lining up for the toilet, you don't pick up your fags and your lighter to do it. <laughs> no, I don't want someone to pinch him. She's on jet blue. Don't trust anyone. Yeah, maybe. But women don't have, they've got less pockets and tighter clothing. You can't just shove them in your pocket, pack it of darts, roll them up in your sleeve or something. If you're the type of bird punching a dart on a plane, you're putting them in your bra. Yeah, right. (laughs) She doesn't need pockets. (laughs) It's one behind each ear already. (laughs) Yeah, the the light is in her hair holding her bun together. And the. (laughs) Yeah. Could have one of those oven lighters, you know, the long stick ones you do your barbecue with. So have that through your hair like some women have chopsticks or pencils. Um, 
pretty much been outlawed on all carriers since about 1990 in a piecemeal way. Um, United Airlines brought it, brought in a non-smoking section in 1971, pioneers. Um, tobacco companies and airlines fought very hard against uh, smoking not being allowed on flights. I don't know, have you ever heard of Ralph Nader? Oh, yeah. Did he vice president or did he? Oh, he ran for president many oh. times, but he, he spearheaded the demise of smoking on planes. He was an environmental and consumer advocate, general fund sponge in the 60s and 70s. Um, he authored a book, actually, rather like you're going to do, but his is called <laughs> Unsafe at Any Speed, about the automobile industry and their manufacturing safety standards. Didn't well, like unsafe cars. You say like me, but that doesn't sound like a fun kid's book. Could be. Unsafe cars. <laughs> it's about the message. It's how you get it over the line with the publisher. By the way, a couple of years ago at, uh, up in Brisbane at we got sent this box of uh, kids' books. It must have been Courier Mail or something. Did like travel versions of kids' books. So, you know, kids' books can be fucking quite large and heavy and yeah. thick cut. Mm. They've made thin versions of all, yeah, thin versions of all the classics. Yeah. So you can just bring them when you travel. This is obviously pre COVID. Yeah. And it had a bunch of classic books. And uh, I brought it home. And <laughs> my son the other day wanted me to read one. Uh, found this in the box of classic children's books, and that was Cars 3. Oh. <laughs> Makes you think, doesn't it? <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah. Cars 3. <laughs> but it's in amongst some actual classic children's books. And then, wow. Pretty much anything you get for free, it's no good. Yeah. Like they've, that's, <laughs> you're not getting good books for free. A free yeah. book. That's right up there with stuff you shouldn't accept. <laughs> I'm not taking free books. Those libraries that some fuckheads out have outside their houses. Oh, you know, yeah. Just make a, a mellow mine or a chipboard fucking library out the front there and it's all wet and Yeah, we're at a, you know, at a musty. fucking kids' playground. There's one near our place where there's like yeah. the forest, the forest library. They've just smashed a you know, a birdhouse into a tree filled with books. Someone put a fifty shades of grey in there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's not just swapping any books over. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even look at them. There's never. I've I've looked in about ten times. I've done it, and not, nothing I'd ever want to take. Um, he particularly Ralph Nader hated the the Chevy Corvair, Corsair or Corvair, and the uh, Ford Pinto. They were his cars of choice to rip into because they're fucking unsafe. Um, he did, as you say, Nader, go on to be presidential candidate four times. These were his oh. parties, the New Party. Hold Citizens on, Party. On, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, yeah, go on. New Party. Citizens Party. None of the above. <laughs> and the Greens Party, respectively. More A- absolutely no chance. Americans prefer a duopoly system rather like us. Um, yeah, well, the, the issue is I'd love to vote Greens and then here in Melbourne one of the councils... They've banned balloons, uh, plastic straws, and then recently they banned, this Darabin Council banned nuclear weapons. Oh. What are <laughs> you going to do? Say don't vote Greens anymore because they won't let you have your <laughs> Well, have no, your weapons. It's, no, it's just councils wasting time. But uh, I just like it's the same week, like three days later, the Australian government come out and say, we bought a bunch of nuclear subs. Oh, yeah. Fuck off, Darabin Council. You think they did it to spite Darabin? Sorry, sorry, France. We've got to tear up your contract. 
really want to take a big shot at Darabin here. Yeah. I mean, Americans, they are like us, though. Any more than two things, that just gets confusing. There's good and there's evil. Some balls, though, to when people run again. Like, I, I can almost understand the second presidential run. You go, I've got to, I've ironed out the kinks here. There was a few mistakes first time. But that third one. Oh, yeah. Come on. The third one, especially when your party name is none of the above. <laughs> I agree with the sentiment. Pretty cool. Yeah. But <laughs> it's great. Still, waste of resources. Um, it's nothing in between good and evil. That's how superhero movies work, and I understand them. <laughs> That's what people think. Um, Much like Cars 3. I know, the good car and the bad car. Yeah, yep, absolutely. That's all you need to know. That's why it's a classic fucking yep. book that we could all learn something <laughs> from. Um, smoking in the toilets in, in planes, that was banned in 1973. It's now considered by weak-minded nicotine addicts to be about the only place it should be attempted. Hold on, um, is, that, is that a year after smoking on planes was gone? No, when did smoking, no, smoking on planes? Smoking on in plain toilets, that ah, was gone before. 20 years before smoking oh, on wow. planes. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. And this was, this was well, this was thanks to some dickhead on a Varig flight from Brazil to France chucking a lit butt in the waste bin in the toilets. Started a fire. Um, oh. oh, no. Yeah, get it ready. Emergency landing in a field. Bing, bang, boom. 123 new sunbeams for Jesus that day. I don't, I don't know how I'm going out, but if someone's fucking dart in a bin, <laughs> it's pretty grim. Causes were... my plane to crash in a fucking field. Oh, there is. Oh. There was some hope that day. There were eleven survivors. Um, ten of them, ten of the survivors were crew. So with a lung full of smoke, you're not harking back to your training where they tell you to help passengers off a burning plane. First ten down the slide, run. Fuck off. Fuck them. <laughs> We're out of here. <laughs> and even though it is the thing that has caused the crash, I don't think nothing would make you want to have a fucking cheeky dart more than escaping that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just all 11 of them looking at it going, whoa, that was close. Oh, if you've lost your lighter in the hullabaloo, you've got something to light it off. <laughs> don't worry about Jesus. it. Makes you think, doesn't it? <laughs> um, the first airline to ban smoking was Orinia Airlines in 1977. So well, they're not around anymore, are they? No, so they're not. Big mistake. Yeah, in my travels, I found this incident with Christine. It's not the only smoking slash Denver situation. In uh, in 2010, there was a Qatari diplomat who had a dart in the toilet. They said, "Look, it stinks of smoke, mate. Are you smoking?" He said, "No, I was trying to set fire to my shoes." Oh yeah, and this is that's a. Uh, <laughs> That was, of course, a, a joke in reference to the 2001 shoe bomber, Richard Reed. Remember him? Of course. <laughs> Six foot four, actual inches, not internet. Full of muscle. Oh, sorry. I thought we'll sing a minute work. Oh, right. <laughs> it's not fucking Triple M now, mate. Um, thankfully, he's quite an incompetent terrorist with a pair of boots packed with plastic explosives. But either way, you, you don't make jokes comparing yourself to a member of Al-Qaeda. The um, sense of humour of plane officials, particularly American ones, goes missing when jokes are made around planes. Your your mate, rapper, Potok Philippe, found out recently <laughs> oh, on an episode of this very podcast. Oh, I'm so annoyed the song's not in the toy. <laughs> Good. So 
it's out of my head, it's gone. You can't even crack wise about having a contagious disease on a plane anymore. That's what the nanny state came for. So um, marshals on this flight with the Qatari diplomat, they've sat next to him, this joker, for the rest of the flight and a couple of couple of F-16s were scrambled just in case. Nothing happened to this diplomat, though. You know why? Diplomatic community. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Classic. Oh, a lot of us have just been shouting that since for when we fuck up. Man, to, to say this is not Triple M and then asking me for that grab is... <laughs> <laughs> No one on Triple M seen a movie after 98. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking clocked it. They clocked cinema at Die Hard 3. And, uh- <laughs> oh, yeah. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's Lethal Weapon 2. Yeah. That one. Oh, where, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's some good good quotes in that. He's been decaffeinated, etc. Oh, really? Um, wow. Yeah. I've not seen it in some time. I don't think they really do that stuff anymore, do they? The the kill followed by the smart ass yeah. remark. Yeah. I don't know. Like Arnie's Arnie's not in films anymore, is he? Yeah. He was the king of it, obviously. Yeah. Dead tired. Um Christina, though, she was told to cut it out. It's not February 24, 1990, Christina, when any flight over six hours allowed smoking. No way. So after she was told to cut it out, you know what she did? She uh, she punched the attendant. <laughs> so, And she, she young- does not have diplomatic immunity. No. Nah. That's going to be a very different story for our mate here. Even with diplomatic immunity, I don't think these days you can punch a flight attendant. Mm. Gets you out of a bit of stuff, like jokes about your shoes and stuff, but uh, not punching. That's gone. Um, they yanked her out of her seat and put her in a different seat up the front. It's one way to oh. get an upgrade, isn't it? <laughs> I thought it was dressing nice at the airport, but uh, no. Nah. Not even that anymore. But uh, Although not everyone up the front gets plastic handcuffs. Um, she did, and then she promptly... Broke through them. Fuck yeah. They are either an early model that wasn't effective or just a regular large zip tie or they weren't administered properly. Woo! <laughs> Good on her. Yeah. Monocide here. I don't want – I know she's punched a flight attendant, but she has broken out of the, uh, as you call them, the old Jets, Jetstar handcuffs. Yeah. Well, they've got ones – like a, it's a thick zip tie now that's actually doubled around. It's got a special little plastic holder for just this. They are plastic wow. handcuffs. Rather than just a regular zip tie Fuck. that you are put on, and a little tip from the top. That's what I wanted us to take to Shark Tank. It's already been done. Oh yeah, like a double zip tie situation. Yeah. Um, 
regular zip tie, if they're around your hands, and that's the more common for kidnappers, etc. just tip from the top, just smash it across. It's going to fucking hurt your wrist, but just yeah. smash it across your knee yeah. and they'll come off. Ah. Yeah. Wow. Makes you think, doesn't it? Mm. Um, I thought you were about to say if you've ever been kidnapped and you've got it around your wrist, hmm? This is why I tell you, always have a Stanley knife. Oh, yeah. All right, this is no time for a Stanley knife lesson. We don't carry them everywhere. Yeah. Um, so, what, uh, yeah, she's, she's gotten out of them and she did what anyone would do after they just break out of zip ties. She's punched a different attendant who was asked to oh, sit next to her. She's going for the more chilly. Mm. Well, Trying to take them all. That's when they decided that they weren't going to go to San Francisco. They were going to divert to Denver. Oh. Flight attendant Paul White with a Y uh, has snatched the cigarette from her mouth, earning him the gold standard racial slur plus dumb motherfucker and a punch in the jaw to boot. That's what he got. (laughs) Sorry, did you say say gold standard? Racial slur? Yes. I'm not condoning it, but that is the... Mm. Best way I've ever heard it put. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm for the, that's for the racists. It's a gold yeah. standard. What's um, funny, though, is that everybody may think of something different, so then that's on you and you're truly racist. Well, or they're all thinking the same thing, <laughs> and then it's on them. <laughs> I didn't say what it was. Um, pilot heard all this, devoted, devoted the plane to Denver, Colorado. And uh, you're not going to believe this. Christina ends up in all this being the victim. Uh, <laughs> Fucking hell. You know who was to blame? Oh, hold on. Not our mate again. Was it this one? Alcohol. Mr. Booze. Was it him? In a roundabout way, yes. She blames the crew for serving her three vodka tonics. Oh, uh, sick. Doesn't remember a thing, certainly not the racism, the violence and the smoking. Well, that's where she went over because remember our bloke from the other month that at the airport, blind, the artist, who said he'd had two uh, cranberry vodkas. <laughs> he oh, only yeah. had two cranberry vodkas. Yeah, she's had one. She's had, you know, 50% more than the recommended dose of, of vodka drinks. But again, I know we're making fun. It is America. It's a free poor situation. Yes. That could be a bottle and a half. You never know. Yeah, it could be. Um, <laughs> she got charged with the usual stuff. Um, she was allowed to go back to New York City on a $10,000 bond, 10% cash, please. So I don't know what that means. Um, pre-trial release violation she had. She doesn't give a shit. Here for a good time, not a long time. Uh, while she was off on this probation situation, she's tested positive to cocaine twice. Oh, hold on. Woo! Yeah. Mm. And then- um, Twice? Yeah, twice. <laughs> and then a misdemeanor assault saw her arrested in New York and escorted back to Colorado by the us marshals. Uh, <laughs> had to live in a halfway house for four months there awaiting the trial. Fucking hell. She's really gone hard. Oh, yeah, she has. Back in- in Colorado, they do things by, a little differently. Sorry, by halfway house, do you mean free rent? She's just punched her way to free rent. Pretty much, yeah. It's, oh. it's like a, it's like a jail, but a, a, you still wouldn't want to be there just because of the other clientele. Mm. Having said that, jail wouldn't be that unpleasant if the, you were the only one in there. Be fine. 
now I see why so many people look at it as the gold standard of countries, America. She punched her way to a business class seat, punched her way to a free bed. Yep. Beautiful. <laughs> what a country. <laughs> In one of their better jails. Yes, land of opportunities. <laughs> um, assistant US Attorney Joseph Mackey III, not to be confused, of course, with former stunt pilot and founder of Mackey Airlines, Joseph C. Mackey, who... Oh, um, hold on, hold on. You don't want to be an old founder of a stunt airline. Oh. You don't want to put, oh, no. Do I need it ready? No, no, you're right. Oh, okay. He's fine. He was he was a good pilot. He serviced Florida, mainly helping golfer types park their cash in the Bahamas. And um, he was, he was you know, just an all-round good bloke, retired, no mess, no fuss, no death. Oh. Uh, no death by violence. Um, Judge Mackey, though, he ended up getting ripped off one time in a Ponzi scheme engineered by a colleague attorney and real estate investor, Thomas Evans, in 2013. Imagine if one of your colleagues in the legal profession is also a real estate investor and you give him money. Fucking hell, some of that's on you. Um, <laughs> oh, mate, by the way, did you see former AFL footballer, won't say his name, he got kicked out of the league for a uh, sexting scandal. Yeah. Apparently it was pretty gross to chicks. Mm-hmm. Um Gets booted out of the AFL, of course, not his fault. Mental health no, yeah. got into his phone yep. and sent those texts. But his job now, would you like to guess, Heggy, the job and location? So he was playing at GWS yeah. in uh, Greater Western Sydney, he played at Hawthorne. He's now out of the AFL. He's had his few months on the shelf doing nothing. And now he is a mentor to other players. No, nah, worse. Anything to do with the game? No. Hated profession. Tip rat spot. Oh, he's a fucking real estate agent. On the Gold Coast. <laughs> There's a converted 90s BMW sitting begging at Ray White Gold Coast. Said, Come on up here, mate. We got you. Clip clip this on your neck. <laughs> yeah, we saw the suit you wore to court looking sharp. Yeah. Um, yeah, this bloke, the guy who ripped off Judge Mackey at Al, he got he earned himself fourteen years and twelve million dollars in restitution. Oof. Never punched anyone, but was a the victim of a rare legal display of disdain for white collar crime. Fucking unusual over there. The judge's dad probably helped fly his own son's cash. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's all just a big fucking scheme in it. That old joint. <laughs> Christina herself, she faced potentially 20-plus years prison time for the charges, including the two assaults on flight crew. Um, she got – she ended up with five years probation. So nothing. Yeah, nothing. How much do you reckon in fines? I'll give you $50 million in unmarked <laughs> bills if you get this correct. <laughs> all right, so it's going to be a weird number then. I'll uh, even give I'll, you between the two uh, – right. between $7,000 yeah. and $8,000. All right. Uh, $7,654. And just straight dollar amount, like no, Tw- no 20 cents. 20 cents. No, but I like the cutty jib. It's, um. <laughs> by, by the way, I'd love if I'd nailed it, but you talked me around to guessing a coin amount to fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're just sitting there going, fuck, 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 fuck. Yeah, what do, what I, do I do? I it. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Seven thousand nine hundred and eighty-seven dollars and forty cents. Oh, um, 
that's the payment to JetBlue. Interesting fucking invoice that. Um, <laughs> she got banned from flying for five years as well. So she also, on top of this, this is where the real punishment is, she had to go to anger management classes and AA, probably got cured immediately. Um, during this though, during the Colorado stint when she was out there, she got permission to fly back to NYC, Queens, to take care of some legal matters. She managed to get out of Denver for that. Is there a line in that that says you you look like a commie? Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Get out of Denver. You're really tricking my uh, my Spotify. It's got no idea what's going on when I punch some of these songs in for you. Well, Bob Seger, he's pretty Triple M-ish, isn't he? Wouldn't you have had not to play enough. that at some stage or it's a bit old? No, I've um, heard that. Not that she needed to, really, to get out of Denver, baby, go. She, she could have just popped downstairs at Dan Airport to the Doomsday Bunker from what I've seen in recent times. You seen that? No. Denver Airport is a uh, it's purported, you know, underground fucking conspiracy. Oh, really? At the airport? There's an underground city right under the airport, yeah. Right. Uh, the PR team, Denver Airport, really embraced the lunacy. And um, what they did, they've installed a talking gargoyle in the airport that has a, a range of smart-ass pre-recorded statements such as, welcome to Illuminati headquarters. Oh, <laughs> I mean, welcome to Denver International Airport. <laughs> so always be closing in the land of Kaching. Joking about something as serious as the inexplicable little lizard people or some shit. By the way, this, uh, this passenger has done very well. Like the five years probation... She punched what? Two? Punched two. Yeah, in the head. Two flight attendants in the head, smoking a dart, racial slur. Yeah. Blah blah blah. That you could lose now more now for just a fucking old Facebook post. Oh man. And not commit any of the actual. <laughs> it is. It is two thousand and eight. So she's fairly lucky. Oh yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Is all right. She's Although just if up. I did it in two thousand and eight, I reckon I would have done more time. Mm. Um. That's been that lizard people shit. That's been a classic slow news day beat up, hasn't it? There couldn't be more than a handful of lunatics who believe in lizard people, and yet we all fucking know about it. <laughs> I think it's stupid. Yeah, I love when it's a, there's all these hidden conspiracy. They're taking money, and they're oh, they've you know they're going to an island. It's like, man, you don't. It's not that far. It's just in front of you. You can you can just see that people are trying to rip you off, and they're fucking dodgy. And yeah, for sure. But the. You know, there's not leagues of people who believe in these. There's a few, and they get a lot of airtime. Mm. That's that's my opinion on it. Most people are fairly commonsensical, even if stupid. Fun to laugh at, though. Yeah, yeah, that's the whole thing. Um, anyway, so she got to get out of Denver and back to NYC to sort out a little bit of legal business she had over there. Once she got off the plane in NYC, she went straight to the bar for shots. I. I assume, like all Americans, screaming the word shots while she was at it. Everybody. I don't have so, that on here anymore. Oh, that's a shame. The, um, Maybe one of these shots. To kill ya. To kill ya. <laughs> Probably. Nothing to me over there or anywhere as disconcerting as a stranger approaching you and your friends in a bar with a tray held up triumphantly yelling shots. 
I can't stand it. It's 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 never pure generosity, no strings attached. I don't believe in that. It's always a bloke who just looks like he wants at least one of the recipients to participate in an orgy later on. <laughs> like my opinion is don't accept shots from anyone. Very small chance they're spiked. Very large chance you'd be asked to put a necklace up someone's freckle later that night. <laughs> I don't accept shots, even if I've ordered them. Yeah, nothing's I'm free. A, I'm a 34-year-old man. You should have cut me off when I said shot. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's on you. So um, after the shots, she's she's gone. Um, she's in back at NYC, early yeah. 209, 2009. Uh, Christina has visited her relatives, and she's pulled her sister-in-law's hair and punched her in the face Fuck. for this. She got... This is while she's on the five years probation. Yeah. She got an, she got three years probation for that. Obviously, the states aren't talking to each other. Not the clink, as would happen to me if I violated a judge's order. Gee, she's done very well here. She's she is skating the line here and doing pretty well. <laughs> I've got a feeling not the last punch she's going to throw. I don't think so. But <laughs> she's gone she's gone quiet for a little while. But uh, in a little bit of where is she now? The, uh, the anger management certainly seemed to work. She's turned her life around completely. She's, oh, great. Um, what she did was she she went west. Life is peaceful there. Um, she was there already in in Denver. Yeah, I know, but she's gone further west <laughs> to uh, – she made it to San Francisco eventually, oh. like the flight was supposed to take her in the first place. Um, she lives in peaceful San Francisco and Facebook where – inspirational philosophical memes are on tap. Um, most of no them, shots. She swapped the shots for the quotes. Oh, fuck yeah. There's no shots in here. Most of her memes are on a don't judge me Oh yeah, and a, I'm walking away for my own good theme. And I must say they're all pretty much watertight. There were some good ones on her Facebook. They're all like, before you judge me, make sure you're perfect. If you're not, then shut up. That sort of stuff. Um, Which is probably one of her own quotes that she said to the flight attendant before punching him in the head. Yeah, she's. <laughs> you reckon she's just tea leaf that straight off the court documents? <laughs> Here we go. I'll have that. Put a little frame around that. Maybe I'll embroider it. Yeah, cross stitch. Excellent. Um, here's one. To my children, if I had to choose between loving you and breathing, I would use my last breath to tell you I love you. Wow. Oh, it's so. <laughs> Another one. Well, by the way, what's the uh, what's the what's the font on these things? It's always, or it's a picture oh, of it's, a fucking it's various fonts, pine trees, and it's always a weird. Yeah, yeah, it's, right. it's it's exactly what you think it is. It's all of those things. Yeah. So I got another one here. Don't judge people for the choices they make when you don't know the options they had to choose from. So. Similar theme. The options are punching or not punching. You don't know. <laughs> there's sometimes there's no option but to fucking punch. Yeah, wouldn't that be a nicer meme? Punch or not to punch. I chose punch. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of all these nice ones with clear, dodgy fucking undertones. Oh, for sure. There's yeah, no one's ever saying I chose punch. So <laughs> Never is a choice. There never was a choice in their fucking heads. You know, on Facebook, you can see info about someone. Yeah. Like you can check out their about stuff and there's a film section. And I'm not sure, I'm still not sure if it's films they've watched and Facebook's got your info <laughs> or 
just your favourite films. Yes, I always question this because you can occasionally, you forget about that info because I think when Facebook started, that was a big part of your profile page. Yeah. And then movies would pop up and it's like, do you like this? Yes, no, whatever. Right. And it must just put them in. But, man, there's some movies, I think, in mind that are no good. Oh, you've got to get them off. That's how they get you. Three <laughs> films featuring Christina's favourites. Uh First up, of course, is Proof of Life with Russell Crowe. All right. Um, there's there's The Sting with Robert Redford. Well, she's just gone the classics. Um, and then, uh, of course, there's a film about her favourite topic, Anger Management. The uh, movie Hopper's Crossing Blockbuster would have had a minimum 50-odd copies of. What do you reckon? And it's not Anger Management? It's not actual Anger Management, fuckhead. It's about that. <laughs> it's it's it, That's a strong element of this film. Is it that other Russell Crowe one where he's a mental chasing the guy in the car? I don't think so. Russell Crowe has alluded to this film actually when um, he threw a telephone at someone Oh, and then I saw him at a wars night pick up the telephone and say a quote out of this film, the most quoted thing probably in Hopper's Crossing in that era. You had this film in poster format. Oh, say hello to my little friend. Yes. Scarface. Yes. That's pretty funny. Had a boy. Is that what he did at an awards show? Yeah, he picked up. A, he had a telephone, like an old style telephone. Put that on the lectern and said, "Say hello to my little friend." Just owning that he threw a phone at some French guy, and then had to pay him lots of money. You imagine now, though. You imagine now that joke with the with the prop phone is replaced by crying next to your wife on an Instagram story. Oh yeah. <laughs> Just got to put a little bottle of tears on the on the lectern and go. That's what happened, everyone. I'm a brave hero. Um, over on uh, over on LinkedIn, Christina is an experienced. Hold on. Hold on, you can't have those quotes. That a criminal record and a fucking LinkedIn. You got to you got to pick a lane in life, Christina. You can't be everything to everyone. You you can, and a lot of people are, from what I've seen on the internet. Um. Christina is an experienced e-commerce professional mm-hmm. who completed a nano degree in front-end software development from Udacity, August 2019. Okay. And a, uh, I know what you're thinking. What the fuck is a nano degree? It's exactly <laughs> what you think. Something you can buy online for about two grand. It's very specific and it's always computer nerd shit. Yeah. Right. It's nothing to do with an actual degree. It's just basic training, which is actually the way of the world now, anyway, it's fine. Yeah. Full full degree unless it's vocational. Waste of fucking time. Learn as you go. Um, yeah. Either way, though, I'm just I'm just happy she has turned her life around. It's always good to see someone turn their life around, such as Sorry, I do like uh I do like now that you can do all those little courses and sort of come out at the end of your tertiary education sort of with a fucking mixed lollies bag, you know? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Bit of this, bit of that. Yeah. Why stick to one? Well, we're in a world full of experts, why not? Like you, you can't just specialize. Specializing, that's for chumps. You got to know a little bit of everything so you can yeah. hold your own in a conversation now, online yeah. or otherwise. I went to University of Melbourne and uh, I got my bachelor's of pub trivia. I'm good to go. Any subject. Yep, that would like being a champion of pub trivia will get you more more respect than being a fucking doctor these days. <laughs> I would think you can shout a doctor down, tell them they're wrong. You can't tell someone they're wrong about a fact. That'll be 
when something happens on a plane? And do do we have any pub trivia champions on board <laughs> to yeah. come in and set, come and assess this sick person? <laughs> oh, it's it's good to see people turn their lives around. There's another MFB alumni who uh, went from being an irredeemable thug who bashed other people when he felt like it to uh, turn his life completely around, isn't there? He's um, our very own Episode 2's Vinny Jones. My nothing goodness. more, nothing less. Love is the best. Oh, the golden tonsils. Not his only foray into showcasing his musical talents, was it? Yeah. So what was that on? That was on X Factor UK, Celebrity Edition. Yeah. My goodness. Well, recently in Australia, he was singing while dressed as a volcano. Uh, is there nothing he can't do? They are last him. The FA Cup with Wimbledon? Uh, yeah. Oh, my God! <laughs> that was our mate, Osher Goodsberg, yeah. when Vinnie Jones was unmasked on The Masked Singer here in Australia. I like to think all that Vinnie Jones trivia was front of mind for Osher due to listening to this. So we had all that in our rep. He did forget one thing, and I, I wish the unmasking went like this instead. <laughs> The fucking oh, very the good. toy has paid itself off. Makes you think, doesn't it? Oh yeah, it's just just won itself right there. And he was Vinnie Jones was the first of two criminals in a row revealed as incognito celebrities on that show. From what I've seen. Oh, who was the other one? Oh, Calamaris. Yeah, the little chef yeah. from uh, the short one from Melbourne. Yeah, it's um, it is nice. Uh, we we spoke to him on the radio the next day. I didn't get any of my questions in. <laughs> oh, did they cut them out, or you just didn't get any? In? <laughs> no, 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 I just didn't didn't get them in. What I'd written down didn't get to ask him. I got, I felt the tone would have changed dramatically in the interview. Yeah, they cut you off as when your questions start with. Um, at the end of the financial year 2018 slash 19, George, and then they just cut you off. Now, rarely on commercial radio can you start a sentence with oi cunt. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> but he's clearly on the – Gellum Barris is clearly on the uh, the old comeback trail. Yeah. Oh, he's got to he's got to do some serious PR after that. Tell you what, though, for Vinny, good on you, mate, giving life a crack just like he did so many people's jaws in his youth. <laughs> he's uh, – Back in business, the old Vinny. Well, it's, it does say more about Vinny that he thinks he's done enough wrong shit to not go on one but two singing shows. Oh, yeah. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. It's That would 
Like if it wasn't Vinny and someone sang like that in a pub, you'd tell them to shut up. Oh. Like he'd bash you clearly, but anyone singing like that, you go, hang on, mate. Nah, sorry. But that singing of his just sounded like it was at a soccer game. And here they come, Arsenal onto the pitch. You know, it's just- yeah. That's the only singing he's been exposed to. That's what he thinks singing is. <laughs> Everyone has to join in. <laughs> That's oh, what he man. thinks a choir is. Yeah, a soccer crowd. <laughs> Hooligans holding two points each. That brings us to the end of another episode of Mid-Flight Brawl. Heggy and I have nothing coming up. No. Thanks to fucking the scamdemic. So, uh, <laughs> Not too far off in Sydney, actually, though. Start of November, there'll be gigs back. Oh, honestly, I reckon once you guys get a, get around 900 cases a day, mm. you, you'll be allowed to spit at strangers, and why not? Yeah. yeah. Um, we'll just get yelled at until it's zero for ages, and then probably yeah. still tusk, tusk. Uh <laughs> Get on LukeHeggy.com for his specials and his merch. Uh, get on our Patreon, patreon.com slash midflightbrawl for extra content and uh, instagram.com slash midflightbrawl if you want to check out some stuff there. That's it, mate. All right, mate. I'll copy you next week. Should we let Osher? We'll let Osher end the show again. Yes. See you next week. Bye. See you, mate. Thanks for tuning in to Midair Brawl. This is our very first episode. Heggy, you're already shaking your head. It's mid-flight brawl, dickhead. Oh, fucking hell. Okay, ready to go. The clap. Hang on, sorry, I fucked it. Clap. 